0: You've tuned into to the Soundcast Stereo. I'm Christopher Coleman. I'm on channel one, and I'm pretty diverse.
1: I'm Kristen Romanelli. I'm on channel two, and I'm really not. I
0: bet you are. <laughs> soundcast stereo episodes are two channel 30 minute ish conversations focused on a single topic from the world of film television or video game soundtracks you can find all of the episodes at the soundcast.com or on apple Podcasts, or on spotify or on stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts if you do listen We'd love to get some of your feedback and you must be listening because you wouldn't hear me saying this. Otherwise, let us know what you thought of this episode coming up or any of the previous ones by emailing us at soundcast@tracksounds.com, Or you can leave us a voicemail message on our speak pop widget on the site or hit us up on Twitter at audio soundcast or at track sounds or on Facebook.
1: Today is still Sunday, June 24th, 2018. And this is episode 31, where Christopher and I answer the question, can Christoph Beck and the c sacks new film music diversity program have an impact?
0: (laughs) Film diversity, film music diversity, it's all important. I can do that again. No, you don't have to. It's good. good. Diversity is good. Diversity is good. Uh, A couple of days ago... Last week, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, or during the... Yeah, I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago. Um, during the... What was the name of the awards show now? The Film and Television Composer Awards that uh, were held held in Santa Monica. Uh, it, uh, the annual Film and Television Composer Awards. It's, I think, something different. Uh, in Santa Monica, uh, it was announced that um, there's going to be a new program... That launches to bring more diversity into film scoring, and man, I thought that is excellent. Um, there's a <laughs> there's a great article on Variety written by John Burlingame um, that talks about this, and you can find the link to read that article in the show notes. Um, but in short, it is an effort by Christoph. Christoph Beck. I almost said Christoph Waltz, Christoph Beck, <laughs> <laughs> composer Christoph Beck um, and Csac uh, to bring diversity into film music uh, in terms of promoting women, people of color uh, within the film scoring community. And uh, they've got some wonderful things planned uh, already. I think there's things actually start in July yes. uh, for this program, which is which is excellent. Um, It's called the uh, CSAC Scores, the Beck Diversity Project. It's a five-year mentorship program to support underrepresented composers. Um, And there's seminars, and there's all kinds of things that are going to be there. And money, budget, actual budget to help composers write and employ um, symphonic, fully or Orchestral symphonic scores for these lower budget films, which yeah, there'll be just, grants
1: to kind of bolster those budgets. And, yeah, yeah,
0: which is just amazing and wonderful. Um, and so when that was announced, it was like, wow, you know what? Um, what could this mean for the industry? Um, how will it? How will it actually impact? How long might it take to impact? To really have an impact on the industry? So that's what we're going to be talking about uh, today. You can also find a a little bit on it, um, on YouTube on the score, uh, score the podcast, uh, YouTube page. There's a link to that. Uh, there's a little video clip of them interviewing Christoph Beck about this. So you'll find that link in link in the show notes. If you want to watch that little blurb. Um, but Kristen, this particular, uh, news item, uh, rings true for you. What, um, what were your original, what was your reaction when you first heard about it?
1: I was super happy. Um, a couple of these programs have been sort of trickling out in the past year um, mm-hmm. Universal uh, uh, Universal Studios has a talent development wing that uh, also focuses on uh, diverse composers. Um, and I think their program just recently closed as well. Uh, well, hmm. closed applications oh, for, oh, okay. for this not, year. Comp- not I, totally. should, okay. I should rephrase. <laughs> 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 um, and there are other programs like um, the Sundance Film Scoring Lab that has been going on for, for a couple of years now, um, hmm. which has been sort of helping... Uh, emerging composers, uh, okay, usually, not specifically diversity, not usually motivated. diversity, but a lot of the composers who go through the program are women and mm, people okay. of color. Um, and when we were talking about uh, Pinar Toprak and the Captain mm-hmm. Marvel score, I started pulling up these other resources that I had forgotten about, kind of as. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so like the celluloid ceiling report that came out of San Diego State University, I think. Um, and there is also a Top Grossing Composers by Domestic Box Office mm-hmm. statistics page that I found. And it took me until I think number 86 to find a woman, let alone Phew. a person of color. So, Yeah. <laughs> Did you
0: find a person of color? <laughs> at all
1: no i would have to like <laughs> go into like
0: yeah, I have to keep going deep
1: pages i mean maybe i'm going to bet that it would be ar Rahman who
0: oh that's a good call was i was thinking terence blanchard oh yeah that's what good i was thinking
1: call. um so and i started digging around for these and i knew about the universal talent development and then i saw the christoph beck program so uh, a lot of things <laughs> are starting to happen all at the same yeah. time um, yeah, And then, of course, there's the Alliance for Women Film Composers as well.
0: Sure. So, and they've been active for some years now. Yes,
1: they've been active for a couple of years, and they have a directory of uh, women composers. And Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah it's good. It's Excited. a good <laughs> good movement that's happening. Um, you'll see in the video, uh, the score, the podcast video interview with Christoph Beck, you know, he, he's had this on his mind, and it's hard to do for some time, and... You know, he, everything kind of lined up in terms of his own schedule and his own resources to be able to do something like this, and it's it's encouraging to see someone act. You know, yes, because there
1: there is a lot of talk. Um, yes, and you'll hear a lot of talk from um, some of the larger composers about how there should be more diversity, and I know that there are you know women under their mentorship in their mm-hmm. in their various studios but it's really good to see someone publicly put money where their mouth is yeah. to say that this is what we're going to do to help this problem.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, it's encouraging. Yeah. It's encouraging. And, you know, it's like anything else. You know, we well, most things, you know, we see a need and say, like, oh, man, you know, something needs to be done about that. And And, and there's a bit of a, a leap from knowing it, Mm-hmm. to actually doing something about it, you know, taking of your own time and resources to, to make it happen. So uh, it's great to see CSAC uh, partner with Christoph Beck um, uh, in this endeavor. Yeah, um,
1: and putting money down on it. They're, yeah, for sure. They're putting million dollars into it that will be split over the five-year period. Um, right. I mean, when you split it over five-year period, I mean... It doesn't sound like it would be much, but adding a little bit of that into somebody's budget can get you. Actual sure. musicians can sure. give you access to these resources that you wouldn't have before. Um, sure. The really good sample library is super expensive. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Yeah, I can see I how mean, this would be kind of a, a step up for a lot of people.
0: For sure. I and mean, it looks like, that um they, they want to put like twenty to thirty thousand dollars per per movie mm-hmm. uh, in there uh, as a I think that's the grant side I guess um you know they can have better music editors mixing um, services all of that mm-hmm. uh, can be it's where all that money can go which is which is fantastic and so as a film music fan um, and not directly in the film music industry I mean that's That's music to my ears, um, pun intended, because of just, you know, scores that would, that might just kind of get um, um, overlooked because the quality isn't there. Even though the writing might be good, just the performance might not be as great as it could be. And now, you know, it has. It it's up a couple levels yeah. in terms of the quality of performance and so, you know, you take notice of it. So Well, yeah, it um, would be higher quality
1: scores from a wider array of voices. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and I absolutely. think the more different voices we get in to film music, the more the more interesting it will become. Yes, absolutely.
0: I, I think the main question that, that came to my mind was, you know, all of these things have to start somewhere. And so mm-hmm. the fact that we're seeing more and more things starting is great. Um, then the cynical side of me kicks in. It's like, but you know, as in so many industries, you know, Hollywood is, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I wonder just how long it would take to really make, and I don't even know how you measure it, but a significant difference dent in that it's who you know network, you know, for these, for these young, I guess they don't have to be young, these new composers, whether they're people of color or women or what have you, to really get in there and start getting some um, name recognition and making their way up the ladder and whatnot. What do you think about that?
1: I feel like that the networking thing isn't going to go away. It's always going to be who you know. But I think this will bust the doors a bit wider open Hmm. um, so people can actually wedge themselves into the room. Um, Mm -hmm. Mentorship is one of the biggest drivers, especially in film music, on how far you will get and what projects you will have access to. Because if you are starting as an assistant and you're just in the room with say Christopher Nolan you know a big director while Hans Zimmer is doing his scoring then you have that sort of access to the process and the equipment and Mm -hmm. to the minds behind that work
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and so I feel like a program like this that offers that sort of education and mentorship Mm -hmm. through someone like Christoph Beck who is a a major composer now um I think that Is fantastic um and yes of course there are other composers who do open their studios up to mentorship i mean remote control has Mm -hmm. one of the most (laughs) robust i don't i don't know um right well-known mentorship networks um within their own studio um john powell he mentors uh, young composers a lot. Jermaine Franco actually uh, worked with him for a long time. Hmm. Before I didn't realize that. Sort of setting out on her own. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I think I think this will be a way to get more people in the room with the right people.
0: Sure, I, I hope so, and I hope I hope it has a, a, an impact soon. Another oh, yeah. impact that it could have, hopefully, is you know we know that other composers as you, as you've just mentioned have been doing similar things maybe not this exactly but mm-hmm. hopefully it will it will maybe spark this a similar idea in other composers or other organizations that will then you know do something similar to i mean very similar type of program yeah. and just reach all the more you know potential yeah. composers out there and um, especially if this is successful. I mean, I, I think the application process for this first, I don't know if it's this next year or how long um, it's going to go, I, but whatever the, whatever the time frame was, it's just closed recently to apply for this. But um, if you want, if you're listening to this now and you're a composer and you're like, man, this sounds great, where can I find more info? Let me give you that information. I'll give it again at the end, but um, csacscores.com. We'll have the application process and all that. But I think you mentioned this the application period just closed, right?
1: I believe so. Yes. I think I read that on Facebook.
0: Yep. So unfortunate, but at least you know about it now and you can be on the lookout for the next round.
1: Yeah. It'll come up again. And again, there are also the other diversity programs like the Universal Talent. Um, I think, I think as part of that, DreamWorks animation is part of that universal talent group mm. um, diversity program
0: okay um I'm not so familiar with that one
1: um yeah they they were uh, bringing in women composers and composers of color to do animated short scores okay um I know I didn't they, know about that Nora Carl Rosenbaum was one of those okay. composers who did that um mm-hmm and there's also the AWFC which is always out there for it to help women and women of color composers sure you know i um so i live in boston and we have berkeley college of music and yeah. which is one of the you know big independent colleges that has a film scoring program and right. i see so many diverse students come through that school um hmm. with all these different really fresh voices in Mm -hmm. composing. Um, And I don't know, it's kind of weird to see that and then sort of get an end result that is less diverse. um, Sure. Once, once you look at what their hoped and goal is. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think programs like this can help continue foster that growth among yeah. people like those students um, and sure. other other people coming up through other programs or, you know, maybe even self-taught. We have a lot of those. Sure. Um, yeah.
0: Absolutely. You know, the more I think about it, you know, I really think a big hunk of this, this issue is tied to just that network. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, I look at Japan and – Man, there are so many female composers in Japan. I'd say at least equal amount, if not more. Um, and they're writing for games a lot of the time, but also for television and films as well. Um, and you look at different parts of the world, and you know, Hollywood obviously is, is the biggest and the most lucrative in terms mm-hmm. of the entertainment industry. But you go to other parts of the world, and it's not, it's especially when it comes to the male female ratio it's not that way um Mm -hmm. it's it's very much uh an acute issue that we have here that that needs to be resolved and Getting into that network and or, or starting your own network, or you know one would think with the prol- proliferation of the indie film market well, that in in- you would think there'd be more
1: yeah in independent film and documentary in particular, there's less of that divide um, mm-hmm. game music too, I believe um,
0: yeah there's there's some, yeah, there is more opportunity there, I think
1: but I feel uh, like the big budget network is so closed off. Um, yes, I'm so focused on a few top tier folks that yep. it's really hard just to get into that room when things yep. are happening.
0: Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, but maybe this is this is one more significant step in, in that direction. I hope so. um, that we can see some fruit from. One thing I I wanted to bring up was, um, you know the. Obviously you want the, the industry to be as diverse as possible, um, just getting more as you put it, different voices in there. Um, but even I was looking at it from the fandom side, which obviously I know more of, um and and am a part of. And, you know, just looking at my own circles over the years, um, ain't a whole lot of diversity <laughs> in the in the soundtrack phantom now I know they're out there and I know there's people all that's the great thing about the internet is it allowed all of us to um, communicate and and come together as it were over the internet which you know had the internet had the internet never come into existence you know who knows what the what a niche like this would uh, have come to or not come to um, but not a lot. At least in the U.S., mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of friends who are into soundtracks. They understand my passion for it. They might like one or two here and there, but it, no, none of them are in any way, shape, or form um, a fan of it like I am. And and I don't know. I'm just interested to talk about that from that from the from this perspective of diversity and fandom. If that helps feed into. Um, also, wanting to participate in the industry. If you're a fan, of, you know, if you're if you're a fan of rap, if you're a fan of hip hop, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, well, uh, some percentage of those people who just love it are going to want to do it. Um, if same with whatever other musical genre you you want to think of, if you're a fan of it, some percentage of that fandom is going to want to try to do it yeah. um, and take the steps to do it. So. You know, I wonder and I know Christoph Beck he says in the YouTube video that you know he's going to do school rallies and stuff and talking to young kids about it, which is great. It's cutting them straight to you can do this as a profession, you know. Yeah. But I'm looking at it as man, maybe we should build up the fandom within these uh within these diverse groups and you know some percentage of them are going the light bulbs going to go on and they're like man that's what i want to do for the rest of my life do you have it's different i think when we talk about race and ethnicity diversity in those terms and and women diversity mm-hmm. but do you what's the ratio of women friends to male friends that you have that are that are soundtrack fans
1: nobody is a soundtrack fan they <laughs> no uh, no you just, have any female just, friends Justin Craig is a is a soundtrack fan
0: <laughs> no no female friends
1: female friends no, yeah no I mean I'll bring it up once in a while and mm-hmm. they're like, oh that's one of the Christmas weird quirks <laughs> <laughs> um i I do have very musically literate friends uh-huh. um, so they'll know like john williams of course mm-hmm. but nobody's yeah nobody's really collector level or can talk about you know the new Elliot goldenthal level <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's pretty hardcore
1: <laughs> um but I really think representation in the field might might spread out into creating new fans. That's true. Um, That's true. When people hear different different voices of music, or you know, if somebody sees Pinar Toprak doing Captain Marvel or Michael Abels doing a new score, and they really like it. They will start delving further into what we have out there.
0: Mm, true. The sad thing is, you know, composers, unless you're Hans Zimmer or John Williams, they just don't get they don't get put front and center. Yes. You know, which which is sad. Yes, that's um,
1: true. However, I think
0: I... I think Pinar Toprek will because yeah,
1: she of, got a huge amount of press for yeah. for that um, yeah.
0: But yeah it it would be it would be great mm-hmm. to see both sides the fandom side increase the industry professionals increase and and to see everything lift together as a result both feeding each other. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I know that I, I don't know what you know this podcast could possibly do to help in that regard. Talking about it, number one, we might have a composer or two hearing this who who get excited and and join this thing. Um. From the fandom side, you know it's just either you have an affinity for this genre or you don't. Um, I don't. I don't know. You know. We uh, can have
1: force a friend to listen to a soundtrack day.
0: Wow, that would be fun. (laughs) 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 National force a friend to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it almost has to come through context. It almost has to be like. You liked Avatar, right? Did you pay attention to the music? You, know, you like Star Wars, right? Did you pay attention to the music? Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's um, what
1: I kind of do in conversations with um oh, okay. when we yeah. start talking about movies because while not a lot of my friends are perhaps film music fans, a lot of film buffs. Um, uh-huh. like people who volunteer at film festivals and Okay. You know, that's sort where. Of yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I I don't know, I I'll try to like bring up, you know, Certain things that the score did to the narrative, um, yeah, you know,
0: make them conscious of it. Like, oh yeah, yeah. have
1: them, have them kind of see that there's a subtext happening.
0: Yep, (laughs) yes, (laughs) I I think we should come up with a National Soundtrack Evangelism Day. It'll be a really tough day, but I think we could, Stand we could out do from it from
1: somebody's house with a Lloyd Dobler boombox playing, like <laughs> I don't know, Harry Potter or something.
0: Something, <laughs> something. Um, but it's exciting to see, you know, mo- movements happening within the industry itself. Um, they're very, very necessary. I mean, you can you can only do so much from the outside. And have any impact on getting to more diversity in in, in any industry. But in the Hollywood um, entertainment complex, it's a whole, if it doesn't come from within, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, once again, hats off to Christoph Beck and all the, the good folks at CSAC. Um, do you know what CSAC stands for, by the way? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was like, I was trying to figure it out. It's it on their ha- website. No, it's not, because <laughs> because that's what was so strange, because they, sh- they stopped using the name in the 40s, because it's like social, the Society of European Stage Authors and Composers. I'm like, what the heck? Society of European Stage Authors and Composers. That's what it originally stood for, and they so, stopped using like, it, it in 1940. In? I guess. That's... <laughs> And I didn't realize that. I thought that was the name. And I'm like, well, how does that have to do with licensing and rights and and especially huh. diversity? And then I looked and I'm like, oh, they stopped using it in 1940. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so CSAC doesn't stand for anything anymore, which is kind of interesting. Um, but hats off to them for, for doing awesome. this and for the other organizations who are uh, taking steps to Open the doors for people of color, women, um, all sorts of minority groups, uh, to give them the opportunity to express their creativity and and be a part of this uh, art and let their voices through music be heard. Uh, any last thoughts about this?
1: Um, just that I am super excited for it, and I can't wait to hear all the all the new music we may we may really to get from it yeah absolutely I think that's the most exciting part
0: yeah i think i think it's good for us and everyone to keep our eyeballs on the program to see who goes through it and comes out of it for accountability's sake like mm-hmm. hey you know you had this going let's see some want to hear something yeah. um and just what a great way to to find some new talent to keep our ears tuned to in, in the future all right well we'd like to know what you think about this uh this new program um, launched by Christoph Beck and CSAC. Um, are you a person of color or a woman, uh, any minority group that, and are a composer who would like to participate? Like I said, you can find all the information out on how to be a part of this program at CSACScores.com. Um, let us know what you thought. think of this whole concept. Do you think this is an issue? Do you think it's something that needs to be done or not? What else can be done? What can be done to evangelize the world for soundtracks? Um, we need those, all those ideas. Uh, and you can do so by emailing us at soundcast at tracksounds.com or hit us up on Twitter at audiosoundcast. If you'd like to find or follow me on Twitter, you can do so at C Coleman Kristen how can people find and follow you
1: the easiest way to find me is on Twitter at KB for now that's KB and you can find Film Score Monthly online at FSMOnlineMag.com also on Twitter at FSMOnlineMag
0: excellent well that's going to do it for episode 31 uh, or Soundcast Stereo episode 31 so until our next episode you want to say to keep it Balanced.